0: Skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrinking scalds will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. Okay, so I've been watching a lot of, uh, I've been watching a lot of, like, new horror movies, like, it's the end of the year, so every, like, horror site I follow is just, like, best of 2016, or, like, what you didn't know of 2016, what you missed from 2016, and I've just downloaded everything. Green room. Anything I've seen, anything I've seen on lists that I haven't seen, I've downloaded. Okay. I, I literally have, okay. I have, like, 18 movies. Ready for me, horror movies. Tell um, how they are, buddy. I will because uh, we can watch them together. Yesterday, probably
1: in a naked embrace.
0: Yeah. Ooh, Teddy. So no, he'll he'll be back in my mom's house. <laughs> Teddy,
1: stop eating the carpet. He's just eating the
0: carpet. That's what he th- oh,
1: no, he's a He's fucking fu- the carpet. He's a fucking idiot. He's munching the carpet. He's a carpet.
0: He's muncher. a carpet muncher. He's a fucking carpet Teddy muncher. is a carpet muncher. <laughs> he's a little um, sexy boy. So I uh, I watched train to busan last night or busan uh it's a new korean horror film that's already slated for an american remake uh all that i all that i know is if they make it any more like world war z i will boycott the american because <laughs> that movie was terrible compared to the books
1: world war z yeah Oh, book book is
0: so fucking cool, and the movie just sucked Brad Pitt's asshole.
1: The movie by itself, if it wasn't a book previously, like, if it wasn't based off of a book, it would've been fine. It would've just been a fine zombie movie. Oh, yeah, but the the fact that it
0: was based off of wonderful source material and butchered it is the reason that it sucks so much ass.
1: And And, and and a PG-13 zombie movie. And yet I still own it. I
0: own it, too. I think I was bought it or gifted it or something
1: dude it was black friday It was four bucks
0: i I, I guess i would buy world war z for four bucks but train to busan fucking awesome the new blair Witch is fucking awesome by the way don't let anyone tell you otherwise
1: it is it's how sequels should be done
0: oh it was it was great it was great and don't let anyone over the age of 30 trick you into believing that the original is better than this one, because it isn't. No. And uh,
1: and I love the original. I'm a yeah, huge fan. Yeah, you respect
0: the original. I, I, I respect the original, but I can't say I enjoy it. I love it. I fucking yeah. watch it every yeah. Halloween. So... And let's, let's not even talk about the second one. So, <laughs> so What second one? It doesn't exist. Didn't we watch what are it you with talking with, about? We watched it with, oh no, we watched it with uh, Franz McBuhu. Frowns McBoohoo. Frowns McBoohoo loves that me. movie. He, he does. I think he I appre- don't
1: know why. <laughs> I don't know why.
0: I fell asleep. So you understand him as an individual now. I mean, I do,
1: <laughs> but but I still don't understand how anyone in their right state of mind uh, would enjoy He's second not Blair in the
0: right state of mind, and that gives you, pre- you know.
1: I wasn't in the right state of mind, and I still fucking hated it. Yeah. I still thought it yeah, was- Baked out of our
0: minds and still didn't like it.
1: Why was it made? <sighs>
0: Money. In. Money. Uh, so, I also downloaded things like uh, The Wailing. I love the host for the people out there oh, the who have who have heard of host or so, Goemo, as it's called in Korea. Uh, fucking Green monster movie. Fucking awesome, yeah. And I watched uh, Godzilla Resurgence, also also known as uh, Japanese Shin Godzilla, and uh, that disappointed me, epically. I still
1: want to see it. I'll still watch it. Oh no! Nah, I, I just want to see. By how by they- saying
0: that it disappointed me, that's just like I've seen probably half of the Godzilla things out there. Including all the cartoons and the terrible '98 Roland Emmerich film, and yeah,
1: Matthew Broderick,
0: and this one, Little old Maddie, and Shin Godzilla tries to win win back Godzilla after how great and after how much everyone loved the 2014 Legendary Godzilla, but ultimately it was just not that great. Um, as as what I would consider an average to experienced godzilla fan i could say that it was good but not great so yeah awesome awesome horror movies coming out uh i'll be you're my movie guy so i think it would be cool if like we either open with talking about horror movies or acknowledge horror movies more because i realized i just i I tried doing that with Django phillips in episode 10 and he did not see any of these movies that i was talking about which was which was hellraiser ghosts of mars anything by anything by clive barker or john carpenter Django phillips did not know (laughs) and i was just like who the fuck are you and why are you here so yeah did Uh, i tell you
1: about hellraiser when i watched it you watched it
0: for the first time yeah what did you think
1: i loved it i thought it was great the special effects are fucking top notch
0: i love the special effects i love the mythology oh yeah i ultimately just hate the story
1: I mean the story it's it's a horror movie story it's And it's, how it's it, directed.
0: The... More more importantly by the time the director got to number 2 uh you could already tell it was going downhill from there and don't watch past 3.
1: No there's someone I forget which one there's one past 3 that people like.
0: Other people like ones past 3?
1: Yeah, not not no, I wouldn't say
0: like, but aren't as abysmal as the others. Yeah, I okay. think the
1: 4th one isn't supposed to be that bad or the 5th one, I forget.
0: Cause even three is like bad.
1: There's no. It was. It's almost like um, Nightmare on Elm Street, where like they I, made a couple, and then they yeah. ma- they made a really bad one, and then they got good again or entertaining yeah. again. I wouldn't say good. Like
0: but. one great, two eh, three great, Amazing. four, three Street eh.
1: Warriors. Right? i know three is dream wars three, three, three is, is fantastic three is fantastic three is, the um, best
0: three is everything the sequel should have been you know yeah. but but yeah i agree and with Fri- it but I, even but even i enjoy all of the friday the 13th oh, and all of the uh, nightmare on elm streets one, except for i can't five. say that about hellraiser hellraiser okay. hellraiser okay. gets tired after three
1: i feel that way about halloween i like i like most i agree of the halloween movies but i can say, of them say are that halloween is just not the
0: same caliber pulp that friday the 13th and nightmare
1: see people people like to group together those three nightmare on elm street friday the 13th and halloween i wouldn't as put halloween big, in that. as no as the big three slashers and yeah. i wouldn't put nightmare on elm street in there because nightmare on elm street has more of a like what's the word i'm looking for more of a Ham? like no more of like a a weird science fiction thing going for uh, where yeah. like yeah he's because of what he is and totally. the way he controls dreams Which and stuff is, like that. Yeah. Friday the 13th, Jason is just a killer. I mean, he's out for revenge, but he's just a killer ultimately. Yeah. And Halloween, he's just a killer. Like that's yeah. it. But Nightmare on Elm Street I guess in he's a, doing different things.
0: In a uh in what would be considered like the uh <clears throat> the holy trinity of horror movies, I kind of see the train of thought. Like Michael Myers. Is this is guy so so filled with rage and anger that he's incapable of being killed, and he's almost an otherworldly threat.
1: That being said, um,
0: a spiritual threat.
1: As those big three, Friday the Thirteenth, where it's it. He does he. Jason is a very recognizable character, and the hockey mask is very recognizable, and everything like that. A lot of people don't put Friday the Thirteenth up. To the same caliber as Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street, especially Halloween. Halloween, I especially mean, Halloween, Halloween's yeah. a classic. Like you, nothing's going to be. That's that. what I was
0: going to say is that the three are very separate from each other. Yeah, well, I usually don't put them in the same category, but ultimately, Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street are a lot more like brother and sister, whereas Halloween is just like a, a cool cousin. Yeah, I would agree with that. That being Cause, said, cause film-wise film wise it's also the top of the bunch like Halloween like uh is the most uh aesthetically and critically well done
1: totally definitely um that being said, final chapter Jason lives both of the, both of the best ones and the the hands down and the first one the first one's good too, but
0: first one not even Jason, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's no, that's I what's mean, so great about Daffy's the first good. one. Yeah. Uh He's and in and, it. and what He's makes the it. second one yeah. Cool. And what makes the second one so great is that it almost puts it almost sets up this idea that Jason is like a, a djinn, you know, like mm-hmm. a like a vengeance driven demon, which is great. Um but yeah. Uh, we we digress. This is lots of pasta, uh where we read and talk about creepy pastas and you know halloween movies are probably like growing up halloween movies in my vhs player are probably the reason's why i enjoy creepy pastas even now cuz i watched everything from Pumpkinhead head to alien by by the time i was 10 you know that's great yeah but total total bullshit yeah yeah <laughs> no, total bullshit yeah, definitely uh Special total effects. total pulp just just for the sake of pulp um yeah. Like Come compared- waxwork <laughs> We did just watch wax work last week instead of instead of recording a lot pasta we watched waxwork instead. And and I I love it in concept because it's the eighties version of Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> but that doesn't make it a good movie. <laughs> I well I absolutely loved it. <laughs> In every single aspect, <laughs> it is not as good as things most comparable. I think people try to compare it to like Gremlins, Monster Squad, Monster Squad. Uh, I, I would, de- I, mean, I yeah, would, yeah, squad. I, no, I would agree with you. Uh, I don't think it's nearly as good as those. <laughs> no, no, thing. definitely. I
1: mean, Monster Squad is a that's a really that's culty as shit. That's also campy as shit. Sleepaway yeah, for, camp, great for a reason. <laughs> fucking sleepaway camp, dude. It's fucking great. I'm telling you. All right. No, it's it is good. We digress. We digress. <laughs> We're gonna go. You on. You don't want me the, to talk do, about sleepaway camp. No, we can do an entire. All right. So podcast. this is
0: lots of pasta. We're gonna for just hour jump hours. into our first pasta. Uh, pot-sta. Pasta. Pasta. But but I was told by uh, my wonderful guest, I have yet to introduce you, because I have to play your fucking theme music every time I say your name. Disco Dracula! Do, do. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm here with Disco Dracula, and he told me before we started this story, you wanted me to tell a story? Yeah, well... Your own personal story. Yeah,
1: well, first, I am going to say the name of the uh, first the first story we are going to read here. It is uh, "I Never Saw Her Naked," and this is a creepy pasta. Um, but I wanted to say that uh, last night I had a dream that I was dating this uh, one this one girl that I really wanted to date, and uh, I woke up and I was just sad because of how lonely I am. So uh, there is that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I had a dream where my dad died,
0: and I woke up crying. I think yours I think, I think yours beats mine. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, it was, re- it was, it actually, it made me want to text my dad and be like, "I love you."
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: hey. But I didn't because I realized he's alive. <laughs> I mean, I mean, regardless if your your
1: dad or your mother are alive, um, if you want to text them, "I love you," go for it. Do it every day. Do it as much as you can. My dad just would just call me a there. fruit. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's his way of saying, I love you too, son.
0: Uh, That's Uh, true. That's true.
1: I never saw her naked. I never saw her naked. I don't get naked in front of anyone, Sadie told me. Ever.
0: Sadie? 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 I was just going off. I hit the mic. I'm I'm keeping that Sadie rub
1: first. Sadie. I don't get naked in front of anyone, Sadie told me. Ever. It was an odd thing to say on our first date. Sure, we had already discussed our jobs, families, and the movies we liked, but this seemed to come out of nowhere. I thought she was joking. You mean you're a never nude? I asked with a grin. What the fuck is a never nude? Are those things you've never seen? Arrested Development? Have you? No, I haven't. I asked with a grin. No, she said, chuckling. Oh, sorry. No, (laughs) but I wanted to tell you up front in case it's a deal breaker. I shrugged. Very few things are deal-breakers when you've only met, just met someone, especially an attractive someone. Besides, whatever her quirks, Sadie was also smart, sexy, and sweet. I already knew I wanted to see her again. You want to see her naked, too.
0: But you will never see her naked. Yeah, I got it. Thanks. You will never see her naked! <laughs> what do you want from me? I know! Stop!
1: <laughs> so I did. Many times. We dated, moved in together, and eventually got married. A perfectly normal relationship, except that Sadie really hadn't been joking about her quirk. In all that time, not once did I see her completely naked. She seemed fine with nudity while dressing or bathing, but only behind locked doors. She refused to explain. So her phobia mystified me. Almost anyone would have agreed that she was beautiful, and she claimed to have no embarrassing tattoos or traumatic stories of abuse. When we made love, my hands roamed everywhere beneath her clothes, but I couldn't feel any scars. In the end, I gave up asking about it and just accepted her as she was. Then she got pregnant.
0: Oh, shit! Oh,
1: shit! If you never had a lover suddenly turn cold on you, I don't recommend it. Over nine long months, Sadie's sweetness disappeared, as if everything had been an act. When her water broke and we went to the hospital, she even banished me from the delivery room. Yo, what you water f-
0: banished! Yo, what a bitch. Who does yeah, that? Yeah, what a cunt, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you... You've worked through all of that with her taking care of her and getting this baby into the world... Least you could do is watch her vagina be torn asunder. Ah, oh, dude.
1: Vaginas get wrecked. Unless she has a cesarean. Yeah, that's true. I suppose that was a good thing, because when the baby came, I heard screams. Not the wailing of a newborn, but the frenzied shrieks of adults. By the time more hospital staff rushed in, Sadie's doctor and nurses were dead, having torn out their own eyes before slitting their throats or bashing their skulls against the floor. Holy shit, this got dark. And at the center of it all was Sadie. Unconcerned by her bloody surroundings as she cradled our child in a sheet. Nobody else understood. Nobody else grasped what I grasped. Yeah, because everyone's fucking dead. Those people had seen my son. My newborn. Naked son. In the days that followed, I felt even more unwelcome in my own home. Sadie would sit in a rocking chair, holding our strangely quiet child, and both of them would stare right through me. Then, not long ago, Sadie died in a fiery car accident. Oh my god. It was almost a relief, I'll admit, but being a single parent isn't easy. Along with my son now As silent stares grow colder every day I keep my eyes tight shut whenever I bathe or change him, of course Whatever he really is, I can only assume that it would drive me mad to see it But it's almost as maddening not to know
0: I never saw her naked They'll never see me <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is my Ben Kingsley Mandarin impression
1: Yeah, they ruined him Yeah, they fucking killed that character I Fucking hate that So... <clears throat>
0: So the entire time you were reading that story and you were petting my dog and he just looked at me with this with this face and I had never figured out what it meant to be cucked un- <laughs> until now because he just looked at me like, you never pet me like this. <laughs> and like, I lay with him. I, he's my little spoon and I sleep almost entirely naked and it's just like, I... My hands fuck this dog. <laughs>
1: right, let's not. Let's not go
0: cutting-wise. Can I penetrate but, him with the hands But the way he looked sitting on your lap as you just two-handed him, <laughs> he was just looking at me with this just like. Ah, oh, you could scratch my head if you want, but it won't be nearly as good as the rest of this. song. Oh.
1: I like your dog's voice that it's you like give It's Like an old him. Jewish woman. It's great because it's nothing like him. It's nothing. He te- is a child. Teddy, as
0: I as as Teddy's voice in my head, is Butters from South Park, which is lulu lulu got something in my pocket. Lulu lulu Lou, Do loo, do and Snapchats and shit with I him. I know he's it's fucking great. hilarious. He's a he's a little Yorkie poo and. uh, he's a fucking idiot and i love him he's a great dog uh i'm gonna read the next story and we'll try to go through it quick i heard really good things about this one and i wasn't sure i wanted to read it until i saw it just now um i read on in episode nine i read another story by this guy uh which is really great, so I'm really excited. This is going to be this, the second story I've heard of this person. It's something strange with two A's. Um, they started off on Tumblr and they moved to Reddit No Sleep, and I believe this story uh, gained a lot of popularity and and might have won or placed in a 2015 or 2016 Reddit No Sleep contest.
1: I think I do remember seeing this actually. I didn't read it, so I don't know what's coming, but I do remember. I think but I remember seeing very, it. The name is very specific. Exactly. Yeah
0: i just heard my name broadcast on a numbers station which is an interesting title enough as it is to i I believe the story i read with terry the tickler was my daughter died on her sixth birthday and a man just handed me photos of her seventh and it was a very interesting story but we we made fun of it pretty much the entire time
1: i mean it happened
0: Yeah, that's good. What do you say? Nah,
1: for teddies. <laughs>
0: Not for teddies. Uh, yeah, you could actually kill your dogs. Yeah, don't uh, fucking do about that. S- about something with weed. Don't be a sow. Don't be a fucking douchebag. Yeah, don't, don't be a, re- a sow. You remember sal? Yeah, rapes kids, kills them.
1: Yeah, what a fucking asshole. Don't be a yeah. sal. No yeah, one. Yeah, be the crow.
0: <laughs> stop. <laughs> so, Boy, stop. So this is. uh. I just heard my name broadcast on a number station. A number station just broadcast my name. That was a week ago. I'm an addict. Anything I can get my hands on, I'll abuse. Drugs, sex and everything in between. What's in between drugs and sex?
1: I don't know actually. Alcohol. Not not a, yeah. I mean, but just maybe. say that, you know. Yeah.
0: But my addictions aren't limited to the conventional. I'll be sucked into an author's work for weeks and weeks, reading everything they've written and piecing it together into a mental tapestry. My behavior isn't life-changing, it's not the way it's portrayed on TV. I haven't sacrificed everything for my habits, yet. My newest addiction has proved to be the most dangerous of all. I became obsessed with number stations. So many of them were projected on the airways, mysterious broadcasts happening in real time, mysteries open to the public. I joined several online communities, and together we worked to understand why they were broadcasting. It was thrilling, working as a group, listening to the broadcasts together, and then joining to decode them, to try and understand what they were saying, and more importantly, to who. We were a unit, and though we may not always crack them or get to the bottom of it, we felt we were doing something. We felt we were modern-day detectives, the rejects and outcasts spanning together against the world. I made a lot of good friends on those websites. We couldn't crack a beer together like normal guys, and discussions of our personal life were rare, but you got a good idea for who someone was when they truly committed themselves to a goal. We needed to know more. I tried a few stations outside of my designated lot. There was one I became particularly attached to. It was so new, and something about it seemed different. It was broadcast late evening, and the voice spoke in a slow, staccato English accent. A woman's voice often there were biblical references difficult to spot unless you were familiar with how stations worked this became my specialty and eventually my main focus i didn't know everything about the station but i was beginning to piece together what it was it all changed about a week ago no. disco dracula dance break
1: oh no no i got a teddy i can't this.
0: the show was reaching the end the time read 1207 and I was finishing my last beer and preparing to post an update, then head to bed. The numbers hit a slight static patch, not unusual, and the voice became warped. It took on an almost liquid quality, adapting to the static and morphing round it. Hurriedly, I reached for the volume, just in time for the sign-off. Tune in next time. It was... Per usual, but the static was getting more and more intense, like something was going on through the radio waves. And keep digging, Orson. Wait, I said it was an Englishwoman.
1: You're already doing better than and that. And keep
0: digging, Orson.
1: That
0: good. Alright. I froze. Of course, it could have been a coincidence. Someone else with that name could be related. It had to be me. But they never used names. The four words tuned in next time were apart from numbers the only words I'd ever heard the paranoid detective in me set to work online I didn't claim I was Orson instead with the two others who'd been listening in I pretended not to know and we set off to discover who this Orson was. I knew it was me. I just needed to see if there was any proof. Is the twist gonna be that he's Orson Wells Orson Wells yeah. yeah Go right. War of the Worlds. Is Orson Wells? No, it's HG Wells. No, it's HG, right? We're fucking retarded. Which one's Orson Wells?
1: I don't know Orson Wells. No, I don't know.
0: The community came alive, suggesting anything and everything related. Orson, a pop band formed in the early noughties? I know this person is English and I just don't understand the slang. So just say it. Orson, a pop band formed in the early noughties. Orson Welles, famous master of media, was the favorite. I let them burrow away whilst I turned my attention to their other broadcasts, earlier ones to see if there was a breadcrumb trail leading back to me. It was after this that, like the static, my life became jumbled. Fragments seemed to leap out and overlap each other. I wasn't in a trance, but very occasionally I would come to with no real idea of where I was or what I was doing. Instead I could just hear the low buzz of static. Oh, it's the dude. Yeah, it's the dude from uh, Citizen Kane. Several events from the week after the broadcast leap out at me. The first may have seemed inauspicious, a weird moment that goes forgotten, like the stub of a ticket in a coat pocket, but it stuck out to me. I was at the supermarket in between the sterile white aisles, quietly reading the names of various pastas under my breath to find one that I was looking for when a tall woman came up to me. Creepy creepypastas that's what he was
1: looking for and that's what he found <laughs> that's
0: what he got awesome i frowned slightly about to reply when she interjected it is awesome we met i think at she continued in a slightly robotic manner as i held my side of the conversation i had no idea who she was but i didn't want to offend her and so lied where lying was due and tried to be as vague as possible The conversation was odd, and her questions became more and more probing until I tried to leave. She let me go, and walked with a stilted gait towards the exit. As she left, she turned and waved, A hundred and twenty-seven! Awesome! A hundred and twenty-seven! Whilst puzzling over the odd farewell, I realized she hadn't bought anything. In fact, she never had anything to begin with. When I try to remember her, all I can recall is a dark silhouette, and in my mind's eye, she stands behind me, although I'm sure we spoke face to face. That night, while still confused after the day's events, I tuned into the station. It ended the same way again, mentioning my name. Keep digging, Orson. Followed by a beep, which usually preceded numbers. A hundred and twenty-seven, it beeped again, and the station shut off for the night. I had my proof now, but still pretended online that I had no idea, and helped with the witch hunt for the relation between 127, Orson, and the broadcast.
1: I would probably be, like, killing myself at this point. Like, there's too much creepy shit going on for me, I would be having a mental breakdown. I would probably call you and try to explain you, like help me you'd be like disco dracula you just the, gotta uh, calm down <laughs> disco dracula. just come over and uh read some
0: creepy pasta with me and everything will be okay and i'd be like fuck you i'm scared the thing the thing that i'm picking up about this specific story is that because of this addict's behavior they've probably lost or estranged themselves from everyone with no one really to rely on oh that's true okay good point continue The number 127 occurred more and more often, small coincidences like frozen frames in a movie. The number of a local bus, my number in the queue, the price of a tiny lighter, $1.27. I kept seeing the woman, too, always just before I'd see the number. She'd wave to me from the seat of her car as the bus followed, or smile at me through the glass window of an off-license. The slightly yellowed teeth, the only feature I can clearly recall.
1: she was English
0: because she was english and they don't fucking austin powers of course i have to mention here that i know it must seem like i was losing the plot and to anyone else i'm sure that this would have sent them mad or confirmed their madness but to me it was like mainlining my addiction it was the difference between cut and pure between a child's kiss and sex between dreaming and living it fueled me i was now a part of the mystery i was the star the missing piece in the puzzle i'd be spending countless hours poring over it for an addict like me this was it i began to neglect my other duties the numbers in my life and on the station were like moments of clarity in between doses of static On Wednesday, a man called and asked if I was Orson. Precisely two hours and seven minutes later, he called back and asked the same question, but this time lingering at the end instead of hanging up, listening to me breathe with no breath of his own. I relied on the community less and less, instead scrawling in a notebook. All else was just white noise. On Friday, I came into town to buy myself a new notebook. She was already inside the bookshop when I entered. She used my name and told me to stop. She took the notebook from me and calmly placed it back on the shelf. The Dark Woman. That was what I started calling her, for I could never remember the color of her skin or any defining features, only the silhouette and those yellow teeth. It became a game, now we would try and spot her, and she became more and more daring with when she would reappear. At 1.27 in the morning, whilst in the kitchen... To make myself another cup of coffee, she briefly hovered in the kitchen window, smiling. I looked up, and after staring at her for a few seconds, she slunk away. She was a shadow. I became convinced that the voice in the station was her. It had to be her. I've Mm. been on to something, and she was sent to stop me. But I won't stop. Can't stop. 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 Charlie, make the booty drop. (laughs) God damn it. Yes she can rattle my windows all she likes but i won't stop she knows i watch her at night slowly creep through my garden but i won't stop in my rare visits to the online community stop licking my jeans
1: dude sorry i can't help it he
0: just licks my jeans man
1: dude he's been licking my hand this entire time it's a weird fucking now,
0: now he's out of your he's licking, licking my fucking jeans
1: my hand my jeans <laughs>
0: in my rare visits to the online community i noticed that they too had begun to see her anyone who listened to the station and investigated would occasionally post about their memory slipping and a woman appearing before they'd seen the number 127. the reports of the woman are the same one can never remember her clearly only her silhouette and she only appears in brief moments a smiling face in the throng of people on a crowded street an extra in an old tv show a smile at the window Saturday's broadcast was faster, the numbers came quicker, and the standard keep digging Olsen, followed by the number 127, was spoken as if the speaker wanted to get the words out of their mouth and into the world. It's Sunday, and she's everywhere now. I think something big will happen tonight when the broadcast airs. It's all coming together. My theories are slowly being proven. The numbers, my name, the static. They're saying online that if anyone is listening, they should get out there's only a few of us now but I need my fix I need to complete the puzzle they can warn me all they want I'll be listening even to the static I kind of rushed into that ending because it goes into an excerpt from Wikipedia on Shakespeare's Sonnet 127 Sonnet 127 of Shakespeare's Sonnets 1609 is the first of the Dark Lady sequence Sonnets 127 through 152, called so because the poems make it clear that the speaker's mistress has black hair and eyes and dark skin. In this poem, the speaker finds himself attracted to a woman who is not beautiful in the conventional sense, and explains it by declaring that because of cosmetics, one can no longer discern between true and false beauties, so that the true beauties have been denigrated and out of favor. So it wasn't a spooky
1: ghost lady, it was just a regular lady that everyone was fucking seeing that he was attracted to, but people didn't know that other people didn't find attractive? Is that what that just fucking said to me? That's not I, what think that they're, story is. I
0: think they're just implying that he was attracted to the thought of the this, dark lady. Yeah, of dark that, that the dark lady became his addiction. But more so that this English kid read too much Shakespeare as a kid and couldn't get their dick hard enough to get out of it. You feel me? yeah i do so i want to i want to say uh on the on this next story uh this one's funny um i'm gonna keep getting them from this source because it, i I figured they had more like really short ones um this one's called i will never wear a condom again and i want to say this bears an extreme likeness to a very popular chuck palahniuk short story Ooh. and uh and something that happened to a friend of mine at uh at a sleepaway camp this is that i went to
1: this isn't a this isn't guts is it is that yeah. the one you're fucking basing at oh, all yeah. no yeah this
0: one's a lot like guts
1: oh no i get cringy during guts it's not
0: as bad as guts oh but it's but it's it has a good punch, though. I it has... hate you. No, no, no. It has a good line at the end that you're gonna you're gonna appreciate this. Okay. Because I read th- I read through this entire thing and I was just like, oh yeah, Disco Dracula needs to read this, baby. Oh boy. So this
1: is, I will never wear a condom again.
0: <laughs> it's it's all of our dreams.
1: I mean, yeah, basically, yeah. I will never wear a condom again. Sources: unsettling stories from Facebook. Yeah, from I'm, Facebook I'm assuming I, that's what the FB means the Fuck book I mean, you can call it that Fuck too. butts that's, that's one of those ads on the <laughs> porn sites Show of hands Who actually likes wearing condoms? Exactly They're the worst They're uncomfortable They destroy all feeling And if you actually manage to complete the act Without deflating like one of Tom Brady's footballs You have to waddle over to the bathroom To throw that thing away While it hangs off you like an eating disordered grub But you know what? We still wear them Because we're civilized people Here's the thing, fuck being civilized. I'm not going near one of those latex pieces of shit for as long as I live. As if everything I said above wasn't enough, I had to deal with what happened last night. God knows if I'll ever be able to have sex again. I'd only been on one day with Amy before yesterday, but it was obvious there was a lot of chemistry between us. So after we had dinner last night, things went their natural way. That's a nice way of saying we were grunting and sweating all over another in a cab on the way back to my apartment. I tipped the driver extra. Yo, what a champ.
0: By coming on his shoulder.
1: Alright. I thought he was just... (laughs) Alright. If you want to go that route, I was saying he was a champ. He was a bro. He was a real bro. This guy sounds like a bro. We made it back to my place and continued the various biological manipulations we'd started in the taxi. Add a bonus to being at home? Less clothing. Anyway, things progressed, as we'd both anticipated. And a little while later, she was asking me to get a condom. Who was I to deny the lovely woman what she'd asked? I reached over and grabbed one from the nightstand. Amy took it from me and tore off the wrapper. She looked like she was considering the options for a moment. Then she leaned over and put the condom back on the nightstand and did something else to me for a little while. Ooh, I wonder what that was. Something quite nice, I might add. Thanks. Uh, Thanks sh- buddy. She fingered his butthole. Okay. She She touched his prostate.
0: Dude, some people love that. Some people get off real quick. Oh, uh, yeah. That's some what people.
1: What are you implying right now?
0: Talking about your butthole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shh! Don't talk about it. About nine seconds later, I had her stop. Wow, that's it, huh? I knew the day would end pretty damn early if I let her continue. Amy obliged. Then she repositioned herself to the edge of the bed. Even I could figure out what that meant. I got up, grabbed the condom from the nightstand, rolled the thing over my stupid dick, <laughs> and we went to work. This time it was good. It was for about four seconds.
0: That's a, it's a new record, great. Right?
1: I'm, for him maybe three seconds i thought was the old record 3.5 what was it i don't know man i don't know either in that fourth second something pinched the tip of my penis i don't like where this is going i don't like where this is going you want want to like read it. the rest. i don't like where this is going i read it i don't know how much i don't like it though
0: Look at something pinched the tip of my penis hard <laughs>
1: I you faster than the Republican guard after the fall of Baghdad.
0: <laughs> I like
1: the way this guy writes. Yeah, I really do, too. It's great. I yelped as I pulled it out. I heard Amy mutter, Oh my fucking God, really? I wasn't particularly concerned with her annoyance, though. There was an immensely sharp pain directly at the entrance of my urethra. Fuck, I hate this. Something hard was hidden inside the condom. No pun intended. And I realized, with growing horror, it was moving. My yelps turned into a. Su- uh, I don't like this. My yelps turned into a sustained shriek as I peeled the condom off, while pinching the tip and feeling something wriggling around under my fingertips. <sighs> Whatever I was pinching, crunched. Be- oh fuck! I don't like
0: this. <laughs> Holy shit!
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Deep breath. Deep breath. How- Disco how- Dracula. Deep breath. Take-
0: <laughs> do you need to take a hit? We can take a dance break. <laughs> uh, dance break. Disco Dracula dance break. I don't think
1: this is gonna help. Whatever I was pinching crunched between my thumb and forefinger. Once I'd been freed from the condom, I saw what it was. One of those house centipedes the apartment would get whenever it rained outside. Do you know what house centipedes are? Well, there was one up my dick. And I'd broken it in half. The other piece, which still moved, was lodged firmly inside my urethra. I screamed and screamed, and when Amy turned around and saw what the commotion was, she made a sound I was certain would wake up the entire apartment complex. I pinched the half insect and tried to pull it out of me. Again, its crunchy body broke off in my fingers. I wanted to die. The piece that was still stuck in me, the piece that was still moving, was getting further inside my penis the longer I stood there. And then something happened. It's something I never expected and it's something I still don't believe could ever occur in real life, but it did. And the world has to know. Still, before I mention it, I need to say that the ordeal ended about 15 seconds later. Amy left and I went to the hospital to get checked out. The nurses laughed and the doctors looked disapprovingly at the nurses before turning around and shaking with laughter themselves.
0: Fucking cunts. Yeah, right? I have a fucking bug in my dick that could fucking kill my entire genital system. Stop fucking laughing at me, you assholes.
1: I was given a clean bill of health and told to make sure nothing crawls into my condom the next time I have sex. It was nice of them to get their medical opinion. The part I left out, though, was when Amy demonstrated the true nature of her character. Even though I never expect to see her again, I will be forever in love with that woman. It's because in a time of great stress, in a time when a man is suffering and there's only the act of a great person that can save him, someone will step up and do what needs to be done. Amy was that person last night. In the throes of my misery and pain as I flailed with terror and confusion to get the remaining fraction of the centipede out of my dick, Amy put her hands on my shoulder. She stared at me. The light of diners, drive-ins, and dives. From the television, casting an angelic glow on her dark skin, then she uttered words that will both haunt and enrich my memories for the remaining years of my life. Stop moving around so much. She let out a long sigh of object resignation. I can probably suck it out. So, so she 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 sucked the feet out. She of his tried
0: thing. because remember, I just want to remind you. Fifteen seconds later, I ended up going to the hospital.
1: Oh okay, I was going to say he went to the hospital anyways cuz there was a but fucking centipede. they they're up his implying
0: dick. that for 15 seconds. She, this girl tried sucking a, a centipede, centipede out, out of this dude, dude's dick. dick.
1: Oh my god. That was that was
0: bad. Um it wasn't as bad as guts by any was means. Was not as bad as guts. Guts makes me fucking shiver. I, I I will I will
1: not never read that that story
0: again. Um bugs in your dick probably does not feel good no which is why i had to talk i have to tell this story after after reading that I oh have to, no i have to tell oh, my story. oh no i forgot about your story yeah and then we'll get into some troll pasta to end it Oh no. uh so i went to a church camp for i don't
1: like the story already. three
0: yeah i know <laughs> don't get my family has never been religious but it was a sleepaway camp with hot christian chicks hey hey i think it did, i think it did you
1: good I think it did you good, Chance.
0: I think it did me good, too, because I ended up fucking two of those girls on two separate occasions. Listen,
1: listen. No one likes someone who brags.
0: Years later, though. <laughs> Still had sex. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but, like, I had met these girls when I was, like, 10 or, like, 12. That's the best time. So, yeah. So, between then. between those, like, four years, the last year I went... So, there's this, there's this kid named fucking Kurt, and let me let me remind you that the pretense of this story is a uh, church camp with like 12 year olds or 12 to like 14 and all the camp counselors were smoking weed it was like wet hot american summer and and they were just hilarious and stupid all the camp counselors but uh we did stupid shit like sneak out at night and you know go over to the girls and do ridiculous games and make out and do stupid shit
1: like who's in my mouth
0: like who, like who's in my mouth <laughs> and uh there had come a point where the guys and girls were gonna play separate games of truth or dare and the reason the girls wouldn't play with the guys is because they were more concerned about gossip and bullshit and you know girls truth all the time and guys just wanted to see w- how they could one-up each other with stupid dares or getting them to say something dumb to the girls or do something dumb to the girls and uh just very stereotypical behavior and um i swear to fucking god uh, a kid named Devon uh-huh. dared Kurt to stick a toothpick in his dick. Kurt,
1: I don't like this.
0: Kurt turns around.
1: Stop! Stop! I can't do it.
0: I can't do it. Stop! I'm gonna plug my ears. St- he sticks. I'm gonna, I'm my he ears. sticks a toothpick in his dick, in his soft, flabby fucking cock. And when he turns around to show, yeah! I to show I believe Devin, he goes, "Oops." and it breaks. I ah, st- ah, uncovered my ears at the wrong part. And uh oh, oh. and he immediately freaked the fuck out. Not that it hurt, he said, but just, you know, that's just not right. And uh we had to end up telling my because Kurt was in my fucking cabin. We ended up having to tell Hugh, our camp counselor, uh fucking pothead Hugh, what happened. And Hugh at first laughed, because I think, like you, he had heard some kind of bullshit story about it, uh, or, or rumors of it happening, and he thought we were lying. And Get on with it! When we, when we showed Hugh, he, he figured it out. And Kurt uh, promptly left for the emergency room, and we did not see him again for the entire two week.
1: End of story! Yeah. Is it... Yeah. Is it can I
0: come back? Yeah, you can come is it, back. Is it is it safe? Yeah, it's done. Uh, <laughs> oh, but yeah, that that story, I tell that story a lot just because uh, Kurt's a fucking idiot and people should not go sticking toothpicks into their dick holes. Ah! So we're going to just dive into Troll Pasta now to finish off this episode. I hope you've enjoyed all the stories thus far. What do you think? What do I think about what the stories? All, all the so stories far? we've
1: told. So far. Um I liked mine. Fucking um the fucking I will never wear a condom yeah I'll we'll never wear a condom um yeah I fucking wouldn't either after that experience I probably wouldn't have sex again after that For a experience while, at least. yeah uh
0: we're gonna hop into some troll pasta I'm gonna start with this short one called The Business of Death There was a young man whose name is not so important, but let's call him Jacob for now. Near the prime of his life, he moved to a small community in the countryside of a nation whose title is not so important. He was bright and ambitious then and had grand plans of working up to the position of local mayor or head of law enforcement, perhaps. It was on a new spring day when the winds carried in a warm breeze and dandelion seeds when he sat upon a time-worn black bench with entrancing raw iron flora adorning the sides. It was in that same town (laughs) square bench uh, that a hunched, wrinkled man took seat next to him. Adjusting the thinly lined spectacles sitting upon the bridge of his crooked nose, the man gave a low chuckle and said, It's an art form, really. Jacob pitched up his head slightly to, this, to the left, and as peculiar as the old man's statement was, he wondered, What is? My job. I deal in the business of death, but not many ever seem to appreciate it. Less than a month there, and he'd already met who he presumed as the local mortician. Well, with nothing much more to do, that day and a curiosity peeking out, he let the man continue. They never expected. When I come around and cut them away from the very lives they'd grown into for so long, at first, I was a true novice, just twisting off their heads with my bare hands. But as time went by, I collected an impressive set of tools to cut them with literally the young man's eyes flared open as the old man gave an empty yet grim smile towards the green plots surrounding the town hall leaning towards the suddenly uncomfortable jacob as if telling a secret he went on i'll tell you i'll let you in on this and i promise i'm not bragging but i'm the best in town i even have some of the most gorgeous specimens as well ask anyone if you convince Mr. Roberts, the coroner around these pots, to let you in his home for a cup of tea or two and a nice conversation, the rigid fool might just show you his accumulation of them. Some he's picked out himself, others I've had the honor of putting into their very cases. There was an unsteady silence as he stopped to catch his breath and jacob considering running to the police station the old man interrupted the pause himself however when he pointed a bent finger towards a not so far out empty field empty all but for a schoolhouse which at the same moment was letting out children of all shapes and sizes marked also by the brass bell ringing about it in a nearby tower would you look at them over there my god aren't they some true beauties If I could, I'd take one of them home right now, if it weren't for that uptight principal and his damned territorial issues. But then the missus wouldn't be so fond of it either, not without her consent at least. Oh, if I just could, though, I would give them a new home and the love and caring they deserve. He gave a heavy sigh and twiddled around with some buttons on his pocket, muttering, I'm afraid I'm getting too old for this, though. I wouldn't be surprised if I broke my back the next time I'm out. What with all the digging and chopping and waiting for them to grow up. Jacob, however frightened he was, just needed some sort of reassurance before running off to report the ridiculous-sounding crimes of a seemingly weak old man, so with a nervous laugh, he asked a question he was expecting to very much regret. "'What exactly is your job, sir?' "'Why, but a lowly florist, of course.' What else would he be? What What else would he be? A child
1: murderer! Or just a regular murderer, murderer who also murders children. children. That's true. He, he has no preference. No age preference. Old people, That's young the people, business of people, death. dogs, cats, birds, fucking anyone. Gays, straights, bisexuals. Jews!
0: Jews. <laughs> Jews, Buddhists. So, heavy. I, I like, uh... I, I took the business of death, uh... Funny. I liked it, by the way. It was great. It was good. So, uh, this is
1: buses Suck. Hello, my name is Randy, and I'm a survivor of a demon attack. Yes, you read correctly, a demon attack. Let me explain. It all started when she got on board my Greyhound bus. She was tall, blonde, busty, and wearing all leather, right down to her knee-high
0: pumps. So, I I apologize for your intermittent interruption of the story. I will keep the, oh shit, what's that, (laughs) and me running, um my my I, my toilet just overflowed upstairs and i had yeah i don't know fucking how no one used it in the past day well um,
1: you got people working in your house they might have used it they
0: might have used it my hands smell like shit now yeah i didn't get just that start far from into the top. all right this is bus suck hello
1: my name is randy and i'm a survivor of a demon attack yes you read that correctly a demon attack let me explain it all started when she got on board my Greyhound bus. She was tall, blonde, busty, and wearing all leather right down to her knee-high pumps. The studs on her ears said trouble, and the one on her tongue, something she casually flashed at my direction, told me she was dangerous. She took the pair of empty seats next to mine, and I could feel her looking over toward me periodically. I didn't dare look her way. She smelled of roses and incense, the telltale scent of a succubus. Although I tried my best, I could not stave off the sleep forever. This connection was just another part of what had already been 20 sleepless and otherwise uneventful hours of bussing. I awoke to find her undressing me, bending forward to try and, well, all I would say is suck. The life from me in a manner most fitting of a demoness that preys on sexual energy. Like I said, I'm a survivor of a demon attack. I won't go into detail as to how I managed to escape that encounter with my life, but I will say this. Never before have I been so glad to have had to be. Because cause he was having sex with a sucky, And he was like, "Oh, I gotta pee."
0: Or it was just a hooker like oh, tried blowing I, him, and he pissed on her.
1: I don't, I don't, I didn't get that. I didn't get that vibe from it. It's crazy, dude. All right, we're going there. <clears throat> yeah, some people are into that. Yeah, golden showers.
0: Golden showers. People are into some <laughs> weird
1: shit. I don't understand.
0: Oh. All right, I'm gonna read this last story here titled last words which are which are the fitting last words of this lots of pasta episode very very
1: fitting
0: last summer my brother and his friends went exploring a cave about three miles east of my house there was a cave in and when the rocks were cleared photographs and a video camera were discovered the photographs were generic pools of water pictures of friends walking cool rock formations But soon, the pictures got much darker and blurrier as if whoever took them was nervous or shaking. The lack of light was said to be because they were far down in the cave, but it was probably the cave-in. Oddly, the final picture was extremely blurry. It appeared all black, except for what appeared to be a figure coming at the photographer mid-stride. Much more interesting was the video camera. It began with my brother Eric talking to one of his friends, a guy named Jeff. They were riding in Eric's car discussing their trip. They had heard about unique rock formations and possible paranormal activity in the cave, so they decided to go there and explore. There were four people there, Eric, Jeff, Nathan, and Jack. A fast-forward through the tape revealed nothing substantial. About 30 minutes after they entered the cave, a loud noise was heard. The camera spun around just in time to see the last shred of sunlight vanish through tiny pinhole-sized rays of light peeking through the mound of rocks that had trapped them they continued making their way down. They exchanged conversation to keep their nerves down, trying to repair their shattered nerves. The tape grows darker and darker as they descend into the cave until everything is pitch black around them. Their only source of light was their camera and the few matches they had left. Suddenly, when they had wandered until about 9 p.m., the camera jerked down, stopping on a blurry shot of a rock. What happened? Oh god, I just fell into some pit. There was a slight illumination at the edge of the screen, no doubt a match. The rocks shifted, and the camera was picked up by Nathan. He panned down, revealing his bloody legs. Eric then said, "'I can't see the bottom of the pit! Man, I wish we at least had a candle!' The camera was sat down, and the sounds of Nathan trying to climb out was heard. "'Jack, can you hand me some more matches?' said Eric. Fast footsteps were suddenly heard, and then the sound of a struggle the final sounds were of my brother and his friends distant screams then more footsteps a grayish white thing a grayish white thing was seen crawling down the wall of the pit but it was too blurry to distinguish in less than a second the lens cracked static covered the screen and then it ended my brother's last words were man I wish we at least had a candle Jack can you hand me some more matches it seems to be cliché that, that arbitrary statements were often a person's last statement. At least, I believe those were his last words. He may have screamed something as he was dragged away by God knows what. I'm not sure what happened. Oh, shit. Story just stops right there. I'm not sure what happened. I'm sure he meant to say happened. But, Probably, uh, but not sto- happy. But I'm the not story- sure what happy. <laughs> I'm not sure what happy. I'm
1: not sure what happiness is
0: yeah it's the start he started his pop career then
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be the next what's that bitch you listen to carly, Rae you- <laughs> carly you ray, ray her a bitch.
1: she is perfect you stop She's it a
0: perfect cinnamon roll too perfect for this world
1: she did say weed brownies were underrated they are We need more of them
0: in this world Yeah. So that was lots of pasta With Disco Dracula uh, Featuring My dog Teddy and A flooded basement And the smell of shit
1: It's been fun It's
0: been an active
1: evening You know what I like adventures This was an adventure
0: It was Any, Any closing statements Stories Don't be a sal Don't be a sal Disco Dracula taking us out. Uh-huh. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Two to the one, from the one to the three. I like good pussy and I like the tree. Smoke so much weed, she wouldn't believe. And I get more hands down.